0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Cone and Kruger Show. This is our instant reaction to practice today. Both of us were there. That's why we did this. I mean, normally we go earlier in the day, but we were both at practice. We were both watching it. This was – it was nice to have Larry there. Larry knows what he's doing. Larry's a scout. So I'm asking Larry, what is your early – what is your first impression of what you saw from Trey Lance?
1: Thought he looked good. Thought he looked good uh, You know, it was hot And I thought he looked yeah, I thought like if he, You know, I'm not there Every single day I bet you if you asked Trey He would say that he felt Kind of sluggish He seemed like he was Kind of dragging himself Through the practice And kind of low energy But he looked good I mean, he was pretty much On target There were a couple That were off target But for the most part He looked pretty good I didn't notice any changes At all in his release Or his footwork Or his mechanics um, Though he did seem like He had a nice little rhythm going. And I will say this: I'm not impressed by the other quarterbacks they have. I mean, there's not, there's no nobody else who's throwing the football besides Trey that makes you go, "Hmm, that's interesting." I mean, it's like everybody else doesn't doesn't didn't look that great, but I thought he looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what they see in Nate Sudfeld, but that's neither here nor there. With with Lance, I would give him a B through my through the first two practices. I mean, he's completing most of his passes. He's being very smart. He hasn't thrown anything that was even close to intercepted, but he hasn't really had any big plays. And I feel like today, the theme of the day, I don't know if you saw it the same way, was play-action shot plays. They were trying to take shots. They were practicing the different uh, wh- like rollouts and play-action uh, movements, and he didn't hit any of them. Now, he was—he he checked down, but he couldn't get that part going. I guess it'll come. It's, it's June. What I did like about Trey Lance, and it's, it's been the last two practices, the throws over the middle, the throw to Dwelly today, over the middle, he likes the the tight end seam throw between the safeties. He, he threw that one to Kittle against the, the, the Texans and he hit it last week. He hit it this week. He's very confident throwing that pass. And I'm surprised because last year in training camp, he was sailing the passes over the middle. So he's seemed to improve in that way.
1: The ball definitely was lower. I didn't yeah. see the sale. Right. I thought it was uh, we still saw some high speed wobbles, yes. which always make you a little nervous because that's a tough ball to catch. Yep. Um, but overall, I mean, there was no Debo. There was no Kittle. Right. I thought he looked pretty. I mean, to me, Ayuk doesn't look like he's in uh, training camp shape yet. He looks like he's in offseason shape. Agreed. And I, I expect him to look faster and leaner and quicker Agreed. this summer than he looked today.
0: We're going to talk about that in a minute, but that, that
1: that kind of stands out. I have a little
0: stat. We're going to get to him in a minute, but Trey Lance was 8 of 10 when not targeting Trey Lance, when not targeting Brandon Ayuk today. He was 1 of 4 when targeting Ayuk. So something's off with that. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but again, I think Ayuk is – I'd like him to be a little more aggressive. I think he's he knows all eyes are on him. He knows that everyone's going to be reporting his completion percentage at the end of every practice, and I think he's being a little conservative. I'd like to see him take some shots, make some big plays. He hasn't done it yet. But he has he's had some nice throws. The one to eye to, uh, across the field to the left. The one to Dwelly up the seam. Those were nice, Those were the two standouts today. Otherwise, kind of
1: same. He, I thought he threw a nice pass to uh, on the sideline to Tay Martin, who kind of plucked it with his hands and looked really quick and showed some ball skills. That was one that I saw. I mean, he, Trey looked okay to me. I don't. I don't. I, I to me. I, I'm more about are you in shape. Right. and then, and then you can look good. I don't know that I look at any any of these mini camp practices as you can look bad unless you're really off target, you're dropping passes, you're fumbling the football, you're you know horribly out of shape. I didn't see anybody in that category, but um you know, it, it he looked he looked good, but he looked a little lethargic. It was hot out there today. I'll say that. I'd like
0: to see him look a little better. He looks better than Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, but that's not ultimately the bar. Uh, people are going to be comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. The, the Niners gave up three first round picks for this guy and sat him a year. For example, he had Marcus Johnson open deep. I thought Johnson had a cup, at least a step on Ambry Thomas. Had Lance led Johnson to the middle of the field and thrown it out in front, I think it's a touchdown. Instead, it was kind of. Behind Johnson and a little bit underthrown, and it allowed Ambry Thomas to break it up. And it's not a terrible throw, but I mean, that's why you're transitioning from Jimmy to Trey to hit something like that. And I know it's a low percentage throw, but I don't know. I'd like to see him hit those
1: eventually. I would be more concerned, Grant, if Marcus was on the team last that's year true. and that's and true. they were because because he wasn't on the that's team true. last year, and so and and not know who that is. Well, and he, he actually, you know, it's funny. He's actually stood out to me. He wore number six, I think, in in practice, and he actually stood out to me. He looks like he can get separation. He looks like a deep threat. I would not be surprised if Marcus Johnson is, is contending for a deep threat spot on this roster. We didn't see Danny Gray today, but I, I kind of like Johnson, the fact that he got separation. But I would just chalk that up to, seriously, the number of reps that Trey and Marcus have together has got to be very minimal.
0: Like two. Okay, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this Trey Lance Brandon Ayuk connection. They're close. They work out together in the offseason. They had a good game together against Houston. I think a lot of people thought the reason Iuk was sort of sort of had like a, a step back. Not really a sophomore slump, but a less a step back as a sophomore was Jimmy's fault. That they just didn't really have a connection. Once Trey comes in, Ayuk's going off. And now with Debo out, I was sort of expecting Ayuk to really be the focal point of these practices and so far he's caught three passes and two practices from lance which is surprising he got four targets today caught one of them and there was another i thought the first play in in 11 on 11s was a basically a play action shot to Ayuk, and trey lance didn't want it and checked it down maybe he was wrong but for whatever reason they're not on the same page yet uh what did you what do you see from Ayuk?
1: To me, it just looks like a guy who, well, first of all, you know, it's always hard to gauge because some guys, some guys wear very little clothes, you know, they wear just their jersey and, and everything's real tight. Other guys baggy everything up. And he kind of had a lot of clothes on today looking to maybe break a sweat. Yeah. Usually that's a message. that guys are trying to sweat off a few extra pounds or, or, you know, they're trying to get in better shape. And sometimes they'll in hot weather, they'll bulk up uh, to, you know, so they can sweat. So they work up that much more of a sweat. That's what it looked like to me. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't really have any concern about Ayuk. Other than, does he have a drive to be great, or is he just content to be? pretty good because he's got a lot of he's got enough talent grant where if he just wants to coast he can be pretty good just on the talent he has but if he has that drive to be great then we're going to see him get better and better. the players that have a drive to be great i'll give you one we saw today talanoa fonga he's got a drive to be great so every time you see a fonga, he's better he was better in November than he was in October. He was better in the playoffs than he was in November. He looked better today than he did in the playoffs. You know, he's just one of those guys that's going to continue to get better. So that's that's what you know. That's what separates the good from the great. I don't know what if Ayuk's going to be great. Right now, he looks like uh, a guy with a ton of talent who's got a good rapport with Trey, but he's also kind of I think underachieved to this point in his career.
0: I don't know if he has the drive, and I'm not saying he does it. All I'm saying is he hasn't proven it yet, and I, I know what it looks like because you know who has it? Debo. I saw it. Debo had it last year. That's what it looks like. He had Debo, when he's engaged, which was last year and maybe this year, is one of the most impressive competitors I've ever seen. He is a Jerry Rice, Stephen Curry-level competitor. He's amazing. I don't see that from Brandon IU. Like today, like Debo Samuel is the kind of guy that anytime he's on the field practice or whatever, he he needs to prove he's the best player out there. Brandon isn't like that. Brandon was just one of the guys today and he should be the guy in yeah. his practices. He yeah. should be the guy. And he wasn't today. He wasn't last week. And what I see from him, it's not that he isn't. I, I, one, I don't think he's the competitor that Debo is. And two, he works hard, but his body totally changed from year one to year two. He was leaner as a rookie. Now. He's really muscle-bound. He's very strong. He clearly lifts a lot of weights, but I don't think it's made him faster. I don't think it's made him more explosive. I think he's taking some quick twitch away, and I think he might want to consider losing 5 to 10 pounds of muscle. That's what I would think, but I don't know.
1: I, I would just put in the category of don't. You know, I always feel like don't make neg- and don't make negative uh, impact in as far as mini camp because you know what? Minicamp, there's there's not a game for for a long time. And some guys walk around ready to play. Some guys get ready to play. Does it matter week one if you got ready to play or if you were ready to play all year? It does not. So um, I give these guys a huge wide berth because I thought we saw him really do. I thought he really did improve a ton at the end of last year. And I I believe that him and Trey have a good chemistry and I believe they're doing the reps. So I'll say this. I expect to see an explosive, lean, mean, dominating type receiver from Brandon Ayuk in July. And if, I if, agree. We if we don't see it, then then I'll cons- concern myself. I'm not going to be I'm not going to get too uh, distressed with May, you know, guys hey, running around.
0: You're right. Uh, I just wanted to say I expected to see it now. Yeah, We're not I did. Too. It now. But as you, as you pointed out, it's OK. He we'd like to see it in July and August. And again, maybe maybe Brandon gets there by December, uh, January. But come on. Come on, man. This is year three. This is his this year. This is you. You have an opportunity to get a crazy contract in like 12 months or less. So come on,
1: man. These practices matter. Yeah, and they get and and believe me, they've got a deep receiver group this year. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, I think, is going to catch balls. Yeah. Uh, Danny Gray is going to make this team. He's a vertical threat. Um, I was very impressed today with big play Tay Martin, who you know he's lean, but he's he didn't doesn't run a great forty times, so you you question some of the deep speed. But man, as far as just quickness in and out of breaks and 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 pluck with your hands and catch it in the crowd, and he looked good. He looked good. His his movement were precise uh he came down with a couple different balls in a crowd he wore 83 today i i really like what i saw of Tay martin
0: let's talk about the niners uh speaking of Tay martin let's talk about the niners depth at wide receiver it seems like it's much better than last year i mean last year they were trying to sell us the muhammad sanu
1: rebirth i mean that's right, over. Right, exactly
0: yeah that's over yeah
1: Yeah. Well they have they got guys this year They get guys this year I mean um, Obviously you know Debo and Ayuk and Jawan Jennings those guys Are firmly established Um, And then you mentioned Marcus Johnson I think Marcus Johnson got separation He looked really good today Ray Ray McLeod You know the fumbles are a concern For me Grant because I think he had six and that's Way too many I mean if he has three next year People are going to be you know hooting And hollering about that and he had six This last year so uh, That's a concern but man he He's got a, a nice catch radius. Hes He kept- does right. Yeah, he'll go for the ball high, I was low. Surprised I, I like that. that. I yeah, like he's that. Good. Especially in the middle he's of the good. field, he's creative. He's a little tougher uh-huh. than you would think somebody with his dimensions would be. I agree. Um, he's he's fun. So, I mean, you've added him to the mix. Now you get Danny Gray. He can run off the coverage. John, mm-hmm. Marcus Johnson can run. Uh, Keyshawn uh, Johnson, the former Arizona Cardinal, I thought did some good things today. And then you got Tay Martin and you got Tay Sear Mack, who was really good for picket at pits. So, they got, you know, only five receivers typically make the team, maybe six, and they got way more than that. So I think they're 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 sitting in a nice spot with the receivers. They can have great competition in July. Agree. And Debo's not even there. What's funny
0: about the wide receivers through two practices in front of the media, in, in my opinion, is that the two least impressive receivers so far have been the two starters, Ayuk yeah. and Jennings. Jennings had no catches today. Ayuk had one. Uh Jennings was complaining. I, I you're not supposed to say what they said, but he, he ran deep once and against Jimmy and, and felt he should have got the target. And he yelled about it and stomped about it. And Jimmy laughed in his face. But Jennings got no targets today. So yeah. at least from Trey's perspective, Ayuk and Jennings aren't winning their. I mean, Jennings isn't winning his match very much against the starters. Ayuk, he got four targets. He just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Well, I'll tell you what,
1: I'll tell you what my read on that is. Is that you're in 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 mini camp in May? Yeah, you re, in tra- training camps on in the NFL. I mean, it's fast paced and it's go time, and you're going to be playing games soon, and there's no time to mess around. Yep. So when you get to May, uh-huh. you take inventory. And so you know what you got in Juwan You know what you got in Ayuk, you know what you got in Kittle, you know what you got in Debo, so I don't even care If those guys suit up, and they don't either And then if they do anything, that's gravy You you know what they are, they've Proven what they are, you gotta find out About Tay C or Mack, you know, you gotta find Out about Danny Gray, who didn't practice today By the way, you gotta find out about Tay Martin You gotta find out if any of these guys, Ray Ray is gonna be just a special teamer Is he, is he gonna help you from scrimmage So I, to me, I think the minicamp Is the, almost the perfect time to kind of take inventory force feed your younger talent out out there into reps and i don't even care if i'm joan jennings he's he made that catch on the deep out those two big deep out catches in the playoffs that tells me everything i need to know he can run that pattern under pressure and catch it cold weather or not uh i gotta see other guys i think that's their approach good point
0: Double B Studio says looks like Kyle toned down OTAs to avoid injuries and maybe instructed players to be careful. I don't know, just to guess last year it was more intense, right? Yeah, last year there was a bunch of injuries and they had to they had to actually cancel minicamp. Um last week it was kind of a slower practice, but today was pretty standard. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: I mean, you know, the one thing that you'll hear across the league is uh, stay up, stay up, stay up. They instruct the players to stay up. Try to play the game on your feet, especially down the field so you don't get tangled. That's how guys, you know, tear stuff up.
0: All right, so we've been talking about the Niners' improved depth at wide receiver. That being said, through two practices in front of the media, I feel like the secondary's got the best of the receiving core. And it's no it's no coincidence because the Niners' uh, defensive backs are – have much more depth there than, than the past.
1: Wouldn't you say this is going to go from a weakness to a strength. Yeah. and that that's what that was probably my first primary takeaway today is that this is now going to be a strength. Jimmy Ward was, is in awesome shape. Jimmy Ward looked incredible today. I mean seriously. And just he's in shape. I mean, yes. he is really in shape. Yes. Um talk about your guy who's like ready to roll right now. He looks like he can play Sunday. Yes. And then Hafanga just gets better, faster, uh, more sudden, smarter, you know, more instinct. I mean, he just he just he's a really good. Football player who's just getting better and better And better so we looked at strong safety And safety is a weakness that may Be the strength of the defense Is Yeah I was, thinking, I was
0: thinking Hafunga would be a Downgrade from Tart I don't know about that I don't know about that
1: I don't think so uh, You know, know Tart's, Tart's a, a bigger stronger Faster body yeah. but I mean I, Hafanga is uh is a I think he's a Pro Bowl caliber safety if he can get a, a step quicker, and, and that's yeah. what that's what an NFL offseason will do. He even talked about it at the podium in the in the press room, how you know when you know the game better and you've gone done all the mental reps, you play faster. When you play faster, you might as well be faster. So I, I thought that was really interesting. So you got him at strong, you got Jimmy at free, and then you're deep as heck on the corner. And the two guys that I thought showed to me were. Womack and Quantrez Knight, okay. not from the standpoint of they actually made plays, but just Womack walks around with just a cocky swagger. And that's what a top flight corner does in the NFL. They have a look, they got a swagger, they they walk with a the confidence, they move with confidence. And Quantrez Knight is the same thing. Very, a lot of sw- Those two guys are both going to make the team, and they both have a lot of swagger, man. I, I like both those guys uh, this year.
0: Hold on. Let's talk about the outside corner spot. I mean, the, they the Niners are deeper at cornerback outside. Yeah, they've been a long time. Like Traverius Ward didn't even practice today. Right. Amari Thomas filled in and was money. He was terrific. He's a starting caliber corner. The Niners have him on their bench. I don't know what to do with him. Mosley's good.
1: Mosley's really good. Mosley's
0: threats yeah. on the team. You know, you know what I mean. He can come back and be the best player that they have.
1: Varret's really, really good. He's yeah. just glass. He's always hurt, and but when he's out there, I mean, he's not just good; he's like Pro Bowl good.
0: What's That's interesting how good he is. is the nickel spot. Uh, they got Denard, who was a like pick.
1: they, they seem like, Dinard, like Thirty yeah.
0: years old. If not him, I wouldn't be surprised if Quantrez Knight is the next guy up, because I don't know if they if if they look at Lenore or Womack as being quite big enough to be in the slot
1: full time. I don't yeah. know. Womack is small. He's definitely small. Yes. But if you're looking for a guy who's got who shows man to man coverage, athleticism and traits, wow you can see it i can see what just watching him move around out there i can see why the why the scout was banging the table for him because in a lot of ways he's the quintessential pro bowl i mean the quintessential cornerback body you know he's he's like five nine five ten but he's just strong and fast and he just he plays with a lot he's got you know a little he's bounce built like? he's got a lot you know who's that He's
0: built like, he's built like jason Brett.
1: yeah yeah maybe a little thicker a little yeah. thicker Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Hugely, you know, both those guys. I like, you know, the DBs, you got to hear your DBs. You got to, and you got to feel their, their vibe. And to me, Knight's got a real confident vibe about him. And so does Womack. And I thought all the other, I thought the Penn State kid made a couple decent plays. uh, Tariq Castro Fields. He, he's he didn't he you know he's taken a backseat to nobody. I mean he's six one six two, run runs in the high four threes. I mean he's true. you know he 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 looks very comfortable.
0: That's true. One thing I want to point out real quick: Emmanuel Mosley. Some people expect expect him to get some looks at uh, Nickelback. Hasn't so far. No, Surely outside. So I don't know if they're looking out in that direction.
1: That's a tough, and you know, you think that's a, you would think that that would be a somewhat easy transition for a veteran player, but you know what? They're t- totally different positions. They're totally different skill sets. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I it'll be, I'll be very interested to see uh, how that nickel shakes out because you know, trying to defend the slot receiver, um, you know, the two way break as opposed to playing outside mostly has played and looks comfortable outside. I don't know how he'll look inside. Let's
0: let's focus on Talanoa Hafunga for a minute. I know we talked about him before, but Talanoa Hafunga is sort of an early standout at these OTAs. I mean, he looks his body looks different than last year, in my opinion. He looks bigger, stronger, faster. And then the the praise he gets from coaches is like compared to what people say about Trey Lance, it's like better. Yeah. I mean, he got more snaps last year than Trey Lance. He's gotten I mean, he seems to just really have the, the full confidence of the coaching staff. And then when you step back and think about it, like, Troy Polamalu has fully endorsed him. John Lynch is fully – two of the greatest safeties of my childhood think that Talanoa Hafunga is the truth. That's amazing to me. What do you think of this f- uh, fifth-round pick?
1: I think he should have gone on the second round. <laughs> I mean, he was the defensive player of the year in the conference. Yeah. You Why know, did not- he drop? Because he ran a 4-6? I think so. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that the, the 40 time they didn't think he had deep speed, they didn't think okay. he could hold up, but then we saw it in the Green Bay game when Aaron Rodgers challenged him down the field, he was stride for stride. Now I still think that's how you beat him. You should make him play coverage down the field. But he as I said, I mean, he gets better and smarter and more comfortable. And you know, you got D'Amico speaking speaking in total glowing terms, calling him Huff. And yeah, it's pretty it's pretty clear that the they have great respect for this player. And then he has great respect for Jimmy and for Tavon Wilson and Tart. He mentioned those guys today, how how he they kind of coached him up last year. And yeah. So yeah, I, I think Kafanga It's funny. Everybody was thinking of Afonga as a special teamer. And then it's like, well, maybe he's good enough to play. Well, wait a second. He might just be better than good enough to play. He might be your best. He might wind up being their best defensive back. And then that's amazing. But if he continues the curve that he's on um, and based on his tape at SC, I mean, he was a great college football player. And now he's finding a way to become a great NFL player.
0: What's interesting about him to me is like he's so opposite from Tart. And Tart, to me, was like a bigger Jimmy Ward. They had the same exact strengths and weaknesses. He wasn't as good as Jimmy Ward, but if you'd like to have a complementary duo, and if Ward is going to be the guy who's great in man-to-man coverage and a great tackler, but doesn't have a lot of plays on the ball, you'd like to have a a you know a playmaker next to him. And I, he hasn't proven that he is one yet, but I expect that. If he's going to be this instinctual, I expect a lot of pass breakups and interceptions. I'd like to see that. He hasn't done it yet in practice, but at the same time, he hasn't been giving up big plays either. So, so far, so good. That's what I'm looking for from him.
1: They're going to challenge Afonga deep. That's going to be the book on him. And so they're going to try to find ways to scheme uh, the strong safety, you know, to have to cover the the deep middle. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out how he is in coverage. But I'll say this. I mean, he's – he he's going to do all the mental reps. So you're not going to fool him. You're not going to get up on the line of scrimmage. He's going to be like, "Uh Oh, I'm seeing something I haven't seen before. He's going to do all the mental reps. And then he's playing fast. I mean, this guy's playing fast. His pre-snap recognition is he's it's keen, man. He is really, he's like a coach on the field. So I'm really impressed by Afonga. I liked him last year and then loved him towards the end of the year, but he looks quite a bit better right now than he did, even at the end of the year. Is he the safety version of Chris Borland? You know, it's funny. He may be. He may he, he reminds me a little bit of of um of of Palomalu from the standpoint of his his instincts. He's got great okay. instincts, okay. but he's not the blitzer that Palomalu was. He's just a really smart player. You see
0: why I, you know you see why I would bring up Borland, right? Because Borland was really productive despite being quote unquote slow.
1: Yeah, I mean Borland had 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 even bigger physical deficiencies than Hafanga. That's true. But yeah, I mean, as far as, you know what, despite physical efficiencies, uh, deficiencies, they're at the ball making plays over and over and over again. And you're sitting there going at the end of the game. Wow. Look at, look at the tackles. Look at the production. Yeah. Yeah, Not bad for a mid round pick, Yeah, exactly. Hafanga to me is the brightest spot of the, of the day today because he might not just be suitable. He might actually make that secondary a real strength. True. Um, What's interesting
0: about Hafunga and the Niners defense is that he might be the slowest person in their back seven. The Niners have really fast linebackers, not just the starters, yeah. the backups too. There was a play today that stood out. The Niners tried to do a play action shot to Ayuk running like a deep over route. They got a matched up man to man on some linebacker named Curtis Robinson, who wears 59, and that dude ran stride for stride with Ayuk. I was like, I don't know who you are, but that was. Stanford. Phenomenal.
1: A Stanford there you go. Guy. There you yeah. go. Dude could run. Anyway. Yeah. What do you say for an linebacker? teamer? Well, yeah. you know what they have is I mean, who's picking their linebackers? Is it D'Amico? Is it Scouts? Johnny
0: Holland? I mean, yeah, they got. I don't know pick. who's.
1: They got a great eye for it. They got a great eye for it. I mean, look what they got right now. They've got Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz Shair. All three of those guys are awesome. Yep. I mean, there, those are three, three down, great players. I mean, I mean, you can't. It's amazing how good those three guys are. Yep. But now I'm watching today, um, uh, Marcelino McCrary Ball from Indiana. He goes about 215 pounds, but he's instinctive, plays really fast. And then they've got a four, four, five linebacker in camp from San Diego State who looks raw, but. Like the it looks like as fast a linebacker as you've ever seen. I mean, you know, you're sitting there watching this guy. You're like, wow, this guy's 225 pounds and he's moving around like a DB. So, um, yeah, then they've got a lot of speed there. They really do. That's they're going to either wind up cutting somebody that starts for somebody else. Or they're going to wind up trading like they did last year. You know they traded that linebacker to Denver for a day three pick. I can see them trading a linebacker at the cut down if everybody stays healthy. They 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 got too many pro uh, you know NFL caliber backers for the roster spots.
0: Good call. I mean, it seems like every year there's a couple of roster bubble linebackers in the Niners that other teams want just because the nine because the Niners uh, developed them and they're right.
1: Yes. So, Flanagan uh, Foles or somebody. Some, somebody's going to want one of these guys because they're all pretty good.
0: Now, the, the, the one thing that surprised me is the Niners always get it right with linebackers, but they actually signed one this offseason, Oren Burks.
1: Yeah, he, he, he was smoked. out there today.
0: He got smoked today. I don't know. It was just one play, but he, he got basically singled up on Jermichael Hasty, And Hasty kind of faked like he was going to run a quick out route to the flat and took it up field like a wheel route and just destroyed Oren Burks. I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I was
1: like, come on. There were a couple other plays where Burks, you know, jumped right into the the right spot and then would have, would have detonated on somebody in the backfield. But because it's mini camp, he kind of, he, he jumped there, tapped him on the helmet and then laid him. But, um, I, that's an interesting one too because I didn't understand why they went with that route. To be honest, because they have they're so deep at linebacker and they're so good at finding guys, but obviously they feel like this guy's a special teamer who's going to contribute. I thought he showed a couple times in plays. I thought uh, George Odom showed a, you know a, on a couple plays uh, today. So both those guys, I was I was I they were both kind of curious pickups, but you know we'll see the summer how they how they it all shakes out and how they fit in. All right. Uh, so I've been talking about the Niners undrafted free
0: agent running back Jordan Mason. I'm not a great judge of running backs in non-contact practice, but I like watching him play. He seems really quick and quite explosive. Uh, after practice, I went up to Larry and I said, what you think? And one of the first things you said was Jordan Mason. Yeah what do you see he, look,
1: he looks great i mean yeah well he's 225 pounds he's yeah. got this really really good first and second step quickness so he's like yeah. i don't know what his 40 time was but he's quick whatever he's t- i bet you he had a great 10 yard split because he is quick i mean it's like he's full speed boom and then he's you know as i said he's he's between 225 and 230 but it's kind of compact and he's got stop and start ability and he's got seem like seems like Plenty's fast enough to get to the edge uh, and he's obviously big enough to counter back inside. I mean, they're, they got a really good room of running backs I and mean, they got a ton of backs. I can see why they allowed Raheem Mostert to get out of there because there's no end to the number of quality backs they have. I mean, they got a lot of guys and this guy, this guy's, this guy's really interesting. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a guy that's going to be really interesting in the preseason. I keep comparing him to Ty Davis
0: price because I mean, they're both rookies and they're both about the same size. Uh, they're both going to be short yardage, not specialists, but guys who excel in short yardage and do more, I would think. And, again, I, it's hard to judge running backs when there's no tackling. But in this setting, when there's no tackling and you, you're just sort of looking at agility and explosion, Mason's more impressive. Now, Ty Davis Price didn't practice today. But I feel like what he contributes to this team, he's not going to be able to really show in practice. Mason can. He's a good receiver. He, he, had a, he There was a run today it was an outside zone run to the left. Someone got beat immediately. He had a guy in his face. He cut back real quick and I, I cut back behind the A-gap. I mean, he had he had the whole offense
1: ooing and eyeing. Did you see that? Yeah. Ryan? I think they they thought he was going – it looked like going yeah. to the left, and he cut it yep. back and went right. And everybody yes. everybody went the – everybody kind of gave him the big, ooh. Like, that's look always good.
0: That. That's, that's a good
1: response to get when you're an yeah. undrafted rookie. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean yeah. they're they're stacked at running back. Yeah. I mean this this guy looks really really good. Um and they've got Hasty and they've got Jeff Wilson and they've got Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell and TDP and they you know they got guys. They got lots of guys at running back. So I was hoping to see a little bit more explosiveness from Trey Sermon. I didn't see that today. It. He looked like very much like the guy we saw last year. Um but you got a lot it,
0: of uh, Touches today, right? Because he did no get a lot of touches. of his price, yeah.
1: And it's hard to gauge because every, as I said, trying to stay up, and he's he's got nifty feet, and he's kind of picking and sliding through the holes. So it's hard to know if guys could tackle him and then choosing not to. But I was hoping to see just a little bit more speed and explosiveness than what we saw last year. And I saw kind of the same guy I saw last year. Also,
0: they gave, um, There was one play. He was Lance was under center. They tossed it to sermon to the right and he just couldn't do anything i mean they he there was no tackling and he couldn't even turn the corner he just stopped to me it just he just doesn't have that explosion maybe he'll be effective on the zone read between the tackles but he's not gonna be getting to the edge which is a problem because the niners it's not a problem it's just unfortunate because the niners best run blockers kittle on the edge if you're fast it's like a guaranteed seven yards ask Raheem Mostert. So yeah, I don't think Sermon's going to be able to take advantage
1: of that. He doesn't seem like he can get the edge, but he does seem like he may be have a role in this offense, you know, between him and Wilson and Mason, they may have, you know, their pick there of guys of backs they want to finish with. You know, maybe they've got some guys who are 220 who they can say, you know what, let's finish between the tackles. You know, let's let's run wide. But now it's the fourth quarter. Let's let's take it up in there with some of these bigger backs. So we'll see. I want to once again, running backs in another position. It's so it's so instinctive and it's such a it's such a full speed position. Like you can't really evaluate it unless you're watching football at full speed that you don't want to make any real concrete negative evaluations on Backs, unless they're like 20 pounds overweight, right? And none of those <laughs> guys were.
0: One thing I do want to say though is I really like Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, and he was not healthy last year, but he's healthy now. And in 2020, he was a really good player, he led the team in touchdowns. It feels like a long time ago, but go back and watch his game in New England from 2020, he was the best player in their offense. He ran over he three touchdowns in that game. If he's back to the player he was two years ago, you know it's funny they they bring in all these running backs. The top two guys will be him and Elijah Mitchell. Those guys are yeah. good. Those guys are good, and they have depth.
1: Yeah, they got depth, and yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jeff Wilson is is um is um, you know he's tough. I mean, he is really tough. I mean, this guy. They say he gets into a into a dark place before the games, and then he's really really focused. Um, I thought it was interesting hearing him talk. About uh, you know in the, you know after practice about what he sees and his comeback, but he's you know I, he he's not great. If you you watched him, you could you would say you know he's not great at anything. But no. then when you start to watch he's him more, you, yeah, you, what he what he what he is is dependable. He doesn't yeah. cough it up. He is no. not going to cough it up. He so runs that, so hard. He's a good receiver. Yeah, I mean, really, him and he's Elijah tough, Mitchell are, tough are two tough the back hardest back running
0: you. running backs in the league. Him and yeah. Elijah yeah. Mitchell run hard.
1: And they don't they don't cough it up. I mean, these guys, I mean, Um, we could talk about that sometime about, you know, the the uh, technique involved with not fumbling. It's not just as simple as, hey, I've got strong hands. It's like it's how you hold the football, your pressure points and this. and that. Tom Rathman one time gave me a whole, you know, five minute breakdown on on how to hold the football and why he never fumbled. And, you know, so Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell have listened to their coaches because these guys don't cough it up. They do not. Michael
0: says who's going to be battling for the right guard spot and if Mac retires, does West have a legit shot winning the starting job given his years of experience at center? Right guard. <sighs> That's to a tough Brunskill, one. Brunskill, Jalen Moore. Those two guys. Seem they I they like Jalen Moore. Right guard, right tackle. He's gonna have he's gonna be in the mix.
1: I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say now I was watching the O linemen today and I was trying to see just kind of if there was anybody that stood out, because you got a lot of raw players there and Burford definitely stands out as a talent. I mean, big, long, uh, long arms. You can see he's, he's a prototype, but he may be a year away. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that the guy who might be the right guard is Zakel, because he's just he's there's some nastiness to Zakel, and you can see it out there. Um, he, you know, he's hitting people, you know, it's mini camp, and they're going, they're not going full boat, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's still, but he's just delivers, you know, some, some real violent shots. I mean, this is to yeah. his other offensive line mates and drills. I mean, he's just very, he's very powerful. I could see him being, giving them some pop in the run game. I would not be surprised if Brunskill is your center, if Sakel was the right guard. Very interesting. Very interesting. I could see it. I like it. All right, last topic, the backup tight
0: end competition. Not the most exciting topic, but one that I'm very invested in because I happen to think that Ross Dwelly is a Hall of Fame practice tight end. I mean, in practice, he's so good. And they keep trying to take his job, but you're going to have to earn it and take it from him in practice, and that's hard to do. Today, so they got Tyler Croft, who has started right. a lot of games. Like He actually has yeah. a head injury. And, um, I don't know if you noticed. They threw him the ball to the seam. He didn't catch it. Jimmy Ward swatted it. Five minutes later, they came back to dwell. He caught it right between Jimmy Ward and Talanoa. I mean, I know there's a lot more to playing tight end than catching the ball. Uh, but how do you see this back? Where is Charlie Werner, by the way? Haven't seen him all offseason. No idea where he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked what I saw from Werner as a run blocker. I mean, he doesn't move people in the run game, but he gets after it, man. He will really get after it, and he'll keep, he's like a, you know, he's just tenacious. He just will not, he will not let go once he latches on. Um, But he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't move anybody in the run game. He doesn't blow anybody off the line. Uh, Dwelly doesn't either, but Dwelly, you know, going back to San Diego days, I mean, he's got terrific ball skills, and he'll catch it in a crowd. He His weakness is that he just gets absolutely dominated by defensive ends. So you're putting your quarterback in harm's way if you're asking Dwelly to protect the blind side, uh, you know, for, for your quarterback. But if you need someone to catch a third and six pass with the game on the line, uh, I'd feel comfortable going to Dwelly. He's got that good of hands. What's kind of makes me
0: laugh. and There's a lot of practices in OTAs. They only show that uh, they only bring the, the media in once a week, but I track all this stuff. I've seen two practices, and in front of us, the the player who has caught more passes from Trey Lance, by far, than anyone else, Ross Dwelly. I mean, no one's... No makes, one's that makes again. sense. That makes
1: yes. sense. Yeah, Oh, well, absolutely. One, because to catch the ball from Trey, you've got to have good ball skills because it's coming in hot and it's not necessarily the easiest ball to catch. Then, you know, the guys in the middle of the field are going to be the guys that he sees, mm-hmm. uh, and those are going to be easier completions. Um, so, and you can go late in the down in the middle of the field and still find a Dwelly, and then Dwelly's got great ball skills. So I'm sure there's some trust that's developed between him and Trey. So if I'm Trey and, it, and I got bo- bodies flying around, I just got to find somebody. Dwelly, boom, because yeah. you got ch- you got a belief that he'll hold on. So that makes sense to me that he would that he would be the he would be uh, the recipient of of so many receptions from Trey.
0: I'd like to see the 49ers well they they've practiced together for a long time. I'd like to see the Niners find a role for Dwelly in the offense. Not a big one, but in the red zone, I think there's there could be a 2 or 3 tight end package that could get him Remember how they used to use uh, Selick and there was a joke like Selick time? Remember? Just yeah. when you cuz you're not going to think about stopping Selick, but when you're trying to stop everyone else and you forget about him, all of a sudden you got this guy getting big plays. What Dwelly is so much better Than Garrett Selleck was when it was Selleck time. I like to see Dwelly time.
1: Dwelly's a better, way better receiver than Selleck. Yeah, yeah. And he's a quite a bit better receiver than Warner. And he's a better receiver than you know this kid Walston from Carolina. I'm eager to see what he looks like if he makes it to camp this summer.
0: Yes, Double B Studio says I'm still I'm still not sold on quarterback runs up the middle. Too risky. I hope that Anthony Lynn doesn't get Lance hurt. Uh, Also, this year is Kittle's year. I have a feeling. Um, I don't know about that. But the thing about Lynn, what's interesting, I was looking into his background. When he was in Buffalo, they were the number one rushing team in the league in yards and touchdowns. They averaged 5.7 yards per carry from the shotgun. That's amazing. With Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy, I think we're going to see the Niners become much more of a shotgun run oriented team because they have a mobile quarterback and uh, Lynn has a background in that. So I'm curious to see what he can do with the guys he has.
1: Yeah, well, especially uh, because, as you said, the you know when you have Trey now, those scrambles are going to count as runs, so you, you're going to see him get loose. I think uh, you know more than a couple times. I'd, I'd rather see his scrambles. I'd, I'd like to see a, at least a two to one ratio by the end of the year on Trey Lance scrambles to Trey Lance designed runs. Agreed. the The design runs are like you only want to call maybe one, maybe two a game,
0: but when you call it, you're hoping it's a touchdown. Or right. a first down. I mean, you want to make it count. That's how, that's usually how the Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson throughout the years. Not a lot, but you got to count for it. And if you when when you don't, it's the game deciding touchdown.
1: Right. Yep. And you yep. put and then I think Trey's going to be trustworthy with the ball too. So I think putting the ball in his hands and a key third down in the second half may be a great way to ice a few wins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we're going to see the same quarterback power runs that we saw last year. I think that was partially because he had a broken.
1: Thank finger. God. Thank God. God. You know, I looked at those runs in that Arizona game. When he scrambled, he took a hit on like a third of the runs. But when he was a design quarterback run, he took a hit every time. So why would you give me the run that he's gonna get a hit, you know, hit every three runs over the run where he's gonna get hit guaranteed at the end of it? And that's all I'm saying. Minimize the hits.
0: Agree. Agree. All right, that's, our, that's the, uh, the end of OTAs for this week. They're going to have another practice next Tuesday. Larry's going to be back soon yep. doing a Niners game. I'm going to be back soon with Jesse doing another show about the Niners. Uh, there's a lot going on on YouTube tonight. Flip back and forth. Check out both. Have both Larry and me up on two different laptops at the same time if you really like us. There you go. If you really – that's what you would do. Thanks for watching.
1: <laughs> have a good one, man.
0: Oh, hold on. At the buzzer. Oh, w look at Studio this. Says, also, shout out to Draymond Green for telling Stephen A. That podcast is the new news. And this is the way Mandalorian thanks uh, for the hard work y'all do. Mandalorian. Shout <laughs> out go. Draymond Green. Yes.
1: Go Warriors. Go Warriors.
0: Yeah, good luck. Thanks, everyone.